Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ez Hashem, Shalom Bayez Shir, number 389. We talked in the last year about the Nisayan, the test of being too busy to connect and care, and the importance of becoming, you know, intentional about getting less busy, cutting out certain things in your schedules to be able to always emotionally connect with your husband and with your wife. Another aspect that's very, very important, is bringing HaKadosh Baruch Hu, bringing Hashem in the marriage, connecting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in your marriage, and that is an extremely important idea. A husband and wife, individually, need to feel connected to Hashem, not disconnected. Very often people are disconnected from Hashem, and they blame their lack of feelings or their lack of direction on their wives or on their husbands. And they, they end up leveling a lot of complaints and a lot of unrealistic expectations on their own spouse, when really what they need to do is recommit to themselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and what he really, he really wants from us and what he really wants us to do in our marriage and in life overall. So this is a very important thing. And like we said in the last year, Part of what Hashem wants us to do is to make the efforts to build for each other, to spend time with one another, and to prioritize that time. It's, it's, and it takes practice and work. It's like any marriage, the skill and the growth of it is like any other thing. It's not like you wake up one day and in great shape and you can climb a mountain automatically. You need to train a couple of days, a week, and months to get to that point where you could climb up a big mountain. The same is true with marriage and your marital fitness. It becomes a priority by working on it day in and day out and exercising on it, improving those skills and getting better and better at it. And you are serving a Kaddish Baruch Hu that way when you do this. And it is very, very important. And that means that a husband and wife, generally this is a man problem, but it could be a woman's problem too, is to move themselves away from these unhealthy, unrealistic expectations of jealousies or unhealthy fantasies, sexual fantasies and other fantasies of not realism that creates that distance between your a husband and a wife. And instead to work with your wife with your husband, to daven with each other for each other, to take her out on a date night, to work together on talking to each other, connecting with one another, and making a bigger effort also on the emotional intimacy and making a bigger effort in the bedroom. That's another thing, again, when you're when you you hear this and you're younger and you're a young couple and we talk about that you need to make an effort sexually to get yourself more caring and more giving and more enhancing the sexual bedroom areas, you know, it it sounds strange because, you know, this is something people gravitate to, the, the sexual aspects. But the idea is, unfortunately, as couples drift apart, it becomes less and less of a priority. And yes, they need a big effort in the bedroom and not to fall into the routine in these areas. And again, not just physical, emotional, spiritual, as well as we we said very, very often. So to reiterate the things that we talked about some in last year, we're going to continue to be mice a little bit over here, is that being overly busy is one of the most destructive aspects in marriage that assaults marriages on a day-to-day basis. And we don't, the, the danger lies in the fact that we don't see it as an assault. 
until the damage is already done. It's less obvious to us. And then before we know it, this is what happened to us. We drifted apart and we felt that we became estranged because we weren't emotionally connected because we were, quote-unquote, too busy. And again, like we said, a lot of the approach today in marriages is, are we a good match? But that's not the question. The question is, is are we skilled? Are we a skilled couple? Am I a skilled husband and wife to work on those tools and skills to help us connect with one another? And one of the most important relationship skills is listening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who wants us to be compassionate between a husband and wife towards each other. There should be shalom there, to grow in empathy, to work on in resolving conflicts in a menschlicher way, to work on our communication, to explore, like we had Shiurim on the five love languages, on what the, using all of them, of course, but knowing what their primary ones are, to know what each other's needs are, cherishing each other, listening to each other, checking in with each other often, having fun together, and pursuing enhanced sexual intimacy extremely important to grow in all these areas and the busyness could hold that back but we need to learn how to cut down on that busyness in order to connect with one spouse and when you're frustrated with your husband or wife it's natural you want to be heard you want to be understood and you're frustrated the desire to want to connect and be understood is legitimate but you need to understand that stress and busyness could create that distance, and we need to be understanding of that and work our ways to get through beyond that. And when marriage is under stress, to understand that a spouse won't respond in the best way when there's stress. And But you need to remember during those times that, you're, that your husband or wife, they're not the enemy. It's a situation that you're trying to work through, and that is the key. So before you evaluate your husband or your wife, evaluate the situation that they're in. Maybe they're overwhelmed because of take overtired because the kids were up a whole night the previous night or or something distressing happened and, and be done the kafskos in that way. And instead of being frustrated on how your spouse is treating you, have empathy for the way also perhaps you're treating your spouse in a negative way. And empathy, even though it doesn't solve the problem, it keeps you emotionally connected to give you the kayak to face those problems and to deal with those problems. That's why the emotional connectivity of empathy is extremely important. And it is very important that no matter how accomplished you are, to be intentional as a couple, to develop those new skills that can be learned, or the old skills that you had once and you neglected, to start connecting again in your marriage. Not to passively sit back and allow your busyness to overtake you, but to actively figure out ways to be with each other and to, 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 to connect with one another again. And you could have two well-matched people that they're, they're connected, but they still could become estranged and separated by the fact that they were too busy or did not develop the time to develop and improve their skills and their empathy and then their listening, listening ability. And it is wrong, like we said, the way they say that if we don't feel close, that means we're no longer a fit or it's not yazivic. This is not true. Emotional satisfaction is not about the fit. It's about working on those tools and those skills and those connections. And we need to be aware or am I too busy? Am I in tuned of the way my husband is feeling or my wife is feeling? 
and to, and to understand how husbands and wives may have different barometers on how they connect, some more emotional, some more physical, some more other areas, and you need to learn how not to be selfish about it, but to be attentive to each other's physical needs, emotional needs, spiritual needs, instead of pitting them to one another and fighting against each other. And we also explained that the top predicator and predictor of divorce is not fighting, but it's the emotional disconnection of avoiding arguments that are or, or differences of opinion that are healthy to express because when you avoid conflicts, it could create emotional disconnection, mm-hmm. which is which is very difficult. Therefore, we need to mechazek ourselves, whether it's date nights, regular time setting aside to talk about your marriage with your husband and with your wife, talking about even finances and other things. And instead of lashing out at the symptoms of emotional disconnection, whether it's a lack of desire to talk, lack of a desire to engage in physical intimacy, find the inner cause behind it and determine a way how to develop that connection again. These estrangements, unfortunately, do through business happen the busyness happens through degrees a uh, little by little and we need to catch it and we need to fight it. And of course by connecting to Akadosh Baruch, Davening Tashem every day for Shalom Bayas, asking him for help that despite the busyness to allow us to remain emotionally connected to our husbands to, uh, and to our wives and to give ourselves up to, to, over to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to take care of us and to watch over us as a couple and to help us thrive as a couple. And that is all very, very important concepts that we talked about in last year and that we continue to talk about in this year. What we're going to start talking about in this year also is and we talked about this before, of how when libidos collide, that you need to make that physical intimacy and look at it as a bracha instead of the, as a burden. You know, when mutu- when sexual intimacy is mutually enjoyable, it c- could be the greatest defense against other life assaults. When, of course, you need emotional intimacy too. Remember, every time I say this, and I've said this so many times, you need to remember this, that... Sexual, physical intimacy is, is, is alone won't stand without the emotional. But the truth be told is that this sexual intimacy is a big shmira, a big defense against many, many um, waves of assaults against marriage and against uh, um, 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 in, uh, the relationship. And this can save marriages. Now, good sex doesn't necessarily save a bad marriage. We talked about this before. But if it doesn't work well in the bedroom, it makes the marriage very vulnerable. And we're not talking about situations where there's difficulty with physical intimacy because of health reasons. And if that's the case, couples continue to experience close intimacy and passionate attachment. It's 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 really the, you know, Hashem gives you that kayak to do that. But for people who are able to, and they need to, this is one of the vehicles. It needs to be expressed this way. We must daven takadosh baruch and also really, really daven very hard to ask Hashem to give us siyata deshmaya when the libido differences are different, to have a shalom, to have a happy medium, to have where each one gives to one another, and there's warmth and comfort that ultimately they both can enjoy the experience very, very much despite the fact that they have different degrees of interest when it comes to this area.
You know, and it's sad because very often sometimes it goes the other way around. Stereotypically, the man has a more higher interest in the sexual, physical intimacy than his wife, but there's scenarios that it's reverse. And when it's reverse, and when the wife wants it and pursues it, and the husband is, you know, less inclined and not as interested and wants it less and less, and the and the wife wants it more and more, and 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 it's very difficult, and the wife pretty much can't comprehend it, and she basically says to her to the marriage counselor to the rav, you know, you know how many husbands would love their wives to be like me, to want to be intimate physically with their with their husbands, and my husband's not appreciating it, and the husband realizes that that's true, but he says I I I it doesn't give me a chance to to breathe or to express it my way in which is a slower way of doing it, and so on and so forth, so. It's very important to know that it's a very deep concept here and you can't force it on anybody. It needs to be mutually agreed upon. It needs to be discussed. It needs to figure, it needs to be a way to figure out how to not uh, feel a resentment and how to account for these differences and how to bridge that gap and to make that difference less and less so you have that uh, to be attuned to one another to connect and every spouse has different needs but here's the key with marriage this is the only place where the Torah allows the sexual need to be filled like we said many times you know other needs can be filled by other people and other friendships but sexual needs cannot and again the word need may seem strong because you won't die from lack of sex, but it is still a very difficult thing when that expression is not expressed. It's so deep built into humanity. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made it that way. It, he didn't make it this way just for perverts or for animalistic people. He made this for every human being where they have this need for sexuality and to connect in a sexual way. And when you're left hanging sexually, it's not just that you feel pain on the lack of that physical release, but it feels like emotional abandonment. It's not just sexual abandonment. This is what a lot of people do not realize when they get rejected, when they make overtures and they're rejected by their spouse sexually. It's not just that being rejected sexually, it's an emotional abandonment that they feel. They don't feel loved. They feel neglected. They feel like they're a failure. They feel inferior. They feel ashamed. All those emotions are felt by the rejection of the other one who pulls away. And this is a sensitivity that needs to be realized and needs to be understood and needs to be um, with great compassion to understand that. Now, the thing is, is with many women, they don't have a spontaneous drive, which means that for many of them, they don't they they don't find sex enjoyable unless there is that they don't automatically trigger for it. They often need to get engaged in it in order to start enjoying it. That's how the brain operates very often. That if you there's some form of that's what foreplay is about in Aina. When there's a physical caressing before it, then it becomes appealing little by little by little, and it doesn't always happen automatically. The problem is is some people who have, you know, who don't have that 
automatic stimulation don't want to even start. And for those people, it's, it's recommended start anyway. Again, it's for women, but it's for men too. Whichever one it is that has difficulty with starting it, with it because they don't feel the drive, but they know that their wife or their husband needs this and they need it in the relationship. What you do is you start out even if you do not feel like it. And ultimately, that drive kicks in and it becomes very enjoyable in the process as you're going further into it. The real key behind this is, is that it's not the low sex drive, the high sex drive. That's not the fault. That's not the problem. It's the way our thoughts are. Our brain is the issue. Once our brain understands the difference between a spontaneous drive, which most men have, or responsive drive, which most women have, Spontaneous drive means that out of nowhere, even if you were at Shmir Seinayim and everything, but just being with your wife, you have that pull to, to want to be with her sexually, that's called a spontaneous drive. Some women have this too. They have a spontaneous drive to want to be emotionally, physically as well connected to their husbands. But then with many who have a lower libido, they have a responsive drive, which, which means that Initially, they won't react to it, but when they get hugged and kissed and they become get into it somewhat, they start it, that's when they react to it. And that's when they are able to engage in it and even enjoy it immensely. So that is a very key understanding between husbands and wives when their libidos differ, to understand the difference between these types of drives to realize the difference between the spontaneous drive and the responsive drive. The spontaneous drive is people who are very quickly towards the sexual intimate aspects on their own, without outside stimuli and without even internal stimuli, and they're just ready to go. And then there's responsive drive spouses where they don't feel this way and they need to engage in some foreplay or some connection of hugging, kissing, holding hands in order to get them in their mode. But once they get into that mode, they enjoy it immensely. And that is why it's very important for whether it's husband or wife that have that type of libido where they don't get turned on on their own that often, but they need to interact first sexually and their responsive drive, they need to allow themselves to utilize that responsive drive, to allow their husbands or to allow their wives to hold them, to touch them, and to engage with them sexually, even if they don't feel like it at the moment, so that they ultimately will get into it once this actually happens. Like we had early on, all the way in the beginning, um, um, with um, Wiener Davis, Dr. Wiener Davis, where she said, I have no, you have no idea how many women told me that they took her advice, basically, that I had zero interest in being sexual with my husband at all. But I took your advice, and I decided to initiate regardless. I decided that when he um, turned towards me in that area, that I responded to him, and then once it was going on, I enjoyed it and I had a great time and it was wonderful. And she says, you have no idea how many of her clients, how many women in her case, but it could be men in other cases, say this, that you go, even though initially you don't feel like it, but you connect because you know it's important, you know you love your husband or wife, and ultimately, for the most part, you enjoy it immensely once it takes place. 
And it's kedai to get to that mode, to get to that starting point. Baruch and Hatzlacha.